Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 53 of Health Talk with Dr. Cal. I'm Nikki Sterner. In podcast 50, we discussed the medical definition versus the natural definition of disease. In podcast 51, we discussed cancer, a group of diseases in which some of the body's cells grow uncontrollably. Last week, in podcast 52, we discussed cancer and the immune system. The immune system helps the body fight infections and other diseases. This week, we are discussing cancer treatments, medical. Some of the more common medical treatments include surgery, chemotherapy, radiation therapy, bone marrow transplant, immunotherapy, hormone therapy, targeted drug therapy, and more. The type of cancer may dictate which treatment option is best for you. Welcome, everybody, to Health Talk with Dr. Kel. I'm Nikki Sterner, and please help me welcome Dr. Kel to the show. Hi, Dr. Kel. Hi, everybody. Hi, Nikki. Hi. We are on Podcast 53, and we are discussing cancer treatments. And in Part 1, we're going to discuss the medical treatments, and in Part 2, we're going to discuss the natural treatments. But before we get to that, let's do the quote of the day. The doctor of the future will give no medication, but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease by Thomas Edison. I'd love to get your thoughts on that, Dr. Kell. Says it all. You know, it's funny, though, in society today, we're, we're leaning towards that, but we're not there yet, right? People are demanding more natural forms of care. They're seeking more natural forms of care. They're, they're trying the medical route typically, and then they in, end up in places like our office because they understand or begin to think, okay, that one didn't work. Let's try something else. So, and oftentimes they come here to us and they get help. We do not uh, claim to treat cancer in our facility. Uh, and in the United States, unfortunately, no one can say they have any other type of uh, or treatment for cancer that has not been FDA approved. Though there are experimental treatments and the FDA does often allow limited forms of use of given uh, synthetic chemicals created to, in the forms of chemotherapy to be tried on people. Uh, kind of as a last-ditch effort. And for testing, you know, basically the cancer patients get to be the guinea pigs if nothing yeah. else works. And, and uh, mm. then, uh, of course, if you're dying, you're, you're going to, you know, average person's going to try anything to, to keep from dying and prolong their life a little longer. That's the routes they go. Thomas Edison, though, you asked me about it, kind of got off track again, right? <laughs> but uh, Thomas Edison, that quote, who are those people? that he talks about when he mentioned things like the doctor of the future will give no medication but will interest his patients in the care of the human frame, diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. What doctors today do that? Chiropractors. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else, Nikki? You you know them. What's the list mm-hmm. of doctors who lean towards natural care? Acupuncture, um, natu- naturopaths, um, herbalists. What other kinds of doctors? Nutritionists, though I, you can get a doctorate in nutrition, mm. your PhD there. De- depending on the types of education from dietitians to nutritionists, I always think of the, the hospital dietitian who creates the diets for the people at the hospital. And I, I, I think it's quite funny, and I believe everyone would agree, though I think many hospitals are now finally trying to improve their food. It's a little tough to do when you got to feed hundreds and even thousands of people. We always joke about how bad hospital food has been. and problem doesn't kill you, it'll be the food. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, 
we are the natural doctors. We're, we are the, the Thomas Edison doctor. He probably didn't intend that. He probably hoped that someday the medical doctor would switch and change his ways and, and we see small amounts of that yet. Now we see more medical doctors uh, taking a more natural approach to health. Great to see because society is demanding it. Society's tired of the side effects of drugs. They're yeah. tired of uh, sometimes dying from the drugs, the surgery. Uh, and they're looking for better ways. And I believe that this quote of Thomas Edison someday will come to pass if 500, 1,000 years from now there will be no need for surgeries anymore or any kind of drugs that, that our knowledge will be vast enough to understand exactly how the body works and how to maintain it. Uh, I, I believe, uh, though I'm religious and believe teachings like from the Bible, let's say man goes a thousand years and, and uh, we're still here and there's no uh, uh, second coming. I think man will eventually figure things out scientifically, figure out to how to prolong life, how to keep the cells renewing themselves, just like the studies we've talked about that they've done with rat and mice mm -hmm. where they gave the uh, young blood to the old animals and actually saw a regeneration of their an improvement of their cellular function. That as the really? cells divided, they became, they came out healthier and uh, reduced uh, their aging effects. Interesting. And I'm sure there's wealthy people out there now probably paying for the blood yeah. of, of young people uh, and giving themselves infusions. I have no doubt. And it'll probably become more and more popular as time goes on. Anyway, off topic again there. We are talking about treatments of cancer, right? Yes, medical treatment. Medical treatments of cancer. So let's go to that list here. And in that list, we have medical forms of treatment for cancer, and we'll talk a little bit about each. We have surgery, which is first and foremost, always cut it out, according to the medical process of things, cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Because if you don't cut it out, it's going to keep growing, right? So at least mm. that's what's thought. Cut it out, and then after you cut it out, because you're never quite sure if uh, you got every little cancer cell, you then do chemotherapy and radiation. Uh, which are very, very uh, traumatizing to the body. Ironically humorous that uh, we tell everyone to avoid radiation as much as possible, oh. only get x-rays if necessary, but then think about what, what happens in a mammogram. Is it a form of radiation? Yes, it is. Oh. In fact, more, peop more and more people are now are using thermography to do breast yeah. diagnosis, mm -hmm. and I think that is the trend and will become more of the trend because even uh, they've advanced the thermography technology to where they say, uh, the, th the thermographists, they uh, claim that they can find cancer cells better than uh, a mammogram can. Not sure if that's true. Uh, look at the research, look it up, Google it, you probably find out for yourself if you're concerned about those things, and I would recommend women do the thermography uh, mm -hmm. rather than the mammograms because okay let's focus that radiation on your breast and tend to believe that uh, mammograms are actually contributing to the formation of cancer in the breast so yeah. that's my own opinion so stay away from mm -hmm. that if you can personally uh yeah, so that's alternative yeah to me it's ironic we're going to radiate people with radiation because the radiation can help kill the cancer cells along with also <laughs> okay, killed that cancer cell, oh, caused a mutation of another. Anyway, that's my own perception of, of the situation. Chemotherapy, same thing. Goes in, may kill the cancer, but also causes other conditions. I, I have a friend whose wife believes she had breast cancer, and the chemotherapy 
appeared in time to work. I think she's been um, remission now. They don't know if they even call it totally cured. I guess if you go beyond five years, they call it cured. But mm. I think she's at probably 10 years now. And only problem is it gave her heart damage. The chemotherapy damaged her heart. So oh, no. uh, though she's alive, uh, and that's a great thing, and, and it definitely uh, appeared to have prolonged her life, probably also shortened her life a little bit in a, uh, the heart damage, which I don't think is correctable. And she's had heart issues from time to time since then and mm. is on medication for those things. It happens a lot where there's many side effects to the chemotherapy and the radiation, but yeah. calling it better than death, that's their definition. It's better than <laughs> dying. Uh, not so sure about that. Um, yeah. When you consider that we're all going anyway, eventually, we've talked a lot about that. I'm more concerned with quality of life than, than duration of life personally or quantity. Mm -hmm. The uh, other forms of therapy are targeted therapy. Now, targeted therapy is basically also chemotherapy uh, in that, it, let's see, uh, and this is from cancer.org. Targeted therapy is a type of cancer treatment that uses drugs designed to target cancer cells without affecting normal cells. Cancer cells typically have changed in their genes that make them different from normal cells. Genes are part of the cell's DNA that tell the cell to do certain things. When a cell has certain gene changes, it doesn't behave like a normal cell. For example, gene changes in cancer cells might allow the cell to grow and divide very quickly. These types of changes are what makes it a cancer cell. There are many different types of cancer. Not all cancer cells are the same. For example, colon cancer and breast cancer cells have different gene changes that help them grow and or spread. Even among different people with the same general type of cancer, such as colon cancer, the cancer cells can have different gene changes, making one person's specific type of colon cancer different from another person's. Interesting, right? Researchers have also learned that the environment in which different cancers start, grow, and thrive are not always the same. For example, some cancers have certain types of proteins or enzymes that send certain messages to tell the cancer cell to grow and copy itself. Knowing these details has led to the development of drugs that can target these proteins or enzymes and block the messages being sent. Targeted drugs can block or turn off signals that make cancer cells grow or can signal the cancer cells to destroy themselves. Targeted therapy is an important type of cancer treatment and researchers will develop more targeted drugs as they learn more about specific changes in cancer cells. So there you go. Uh, that's this article from cancer.org. Any questions or comments there, Nikki? So they say that it only kills the bad cells and not the good cells. That's the focus. That's and the that's, that's one thing, I suppose, that will be an improvement on generalized chemotherapy, though I think yeah. oftentimes they do the generalized and then add the targeted, depending on, again, the type of cancer. Mm -mm. Sounds to me like if they're getting it right, uh, it, it's not uh, causing as much damage to other parts of the body like generalized chemotherapy would be. So that's a benefit, right? Yeah, that's better than the other one. See so here, hormone therapies. Information from uh, from cancer.org on hormone therapies. Uh, I'll read a little bit about that. Hormones are proteins or substances made by the body that help to control how certain types of cells work. For example, some parts of the body rely on sex hormones such as estrogen testosterone and progesterone to function properly. There are other types of hormones in our bodies. 
too, such as thyroid hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, and insulin. Different types of hormones are made by different organs or glands. And we've talked about a little bit about that in the past. See, some cancers depend on hormones to grow. Because of this, treatments that block or alter hormones can sometimes help slow or stop the growth of these cancers. Treating cancer with hormones is called hormone therapy, hormonal therapy, or endocrine therapy. Hormone therapy is mostly used to treat certain kinds of breast cancer and prostate cancer that depend on sex hormones to grow. A few other cancers can be treated with hormone therapy too. Hormone therapy is considered a systemic treatment because the hormones they target circulate in the body. The drugs used in hormone therapy travel throughout the body to target and find the hormones. This makes it different from treatments that affect only a certain part of the body. Like most types of surgery and radiation therapy, treatments like these are called local treatments because they affect one part of the body. However, surgery to remove hormone-making organs can also be used as a form of hormone therapy. So we'll stop there on that information on the hormone therapy. You know, one of the things they talk about removing the organs, getting the thyroid removed, mm. the sense of thyroid cancer, you know, if the thyroid is producing hormones that are affecting the growth of cancer in the body. You know, mm. we, we can survive a while with removing lots of parts of our body. You know, keeping us alive as long as we can, I guess, is always the goal, at least our society today, again. But it's quantity is the main focus, isn't it? They'll keep people alive as long as possible. For mm. the, good for the pocketbook of the uh, retirement homes. Uh, <laughs> good for the pocketbook of the drug companies. Not so good for the person living in that retirement home who just lays there and suffers for sometimes years uh, yeah. unnecessarily. Personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Immunotherapy is one that I probably would uh, lean towards, and that's boosting the immune system. You know, our, our whole theory on cancer is the immune system is no longer functioning correctly. Get it functioning well again, and, and it has the ability to uh, fight off the cancer. When you think about immunotherapy, and I like the science behind it, but uh, again, oftentimes it's too bad you can't take money out of the equation because that, mm-hmm. to me, it's both the driver of research, but it's also... The problem with with uh, it all because making money ultimately means you make a substance that can be patented which then you can control and then you can make lots of money on and so that's the focus of our world today and unfortunately as in immunotherapy the same kind of thing there uh, in fact the uh, vaccines that uh, COVID are based on are the same types of uh, same types of process, boost the immune system uh, and basically altering your uh, genetic code to boost your immune system. And of course, they can patent that vaccine, right? And they're working now with the same kinds of uh, technology or the research that created the COVID vaccine is also being used in cancer research. And and that's part of the immunotherapy process. Bone marrow transplant? Oh, yes. Well, you know, that's been around a while. We all know about that, you know, where they take the bone marrow to one person, put it in another because their bone marrow is bad. And uh, by putting bone marrow in there, uh, new bone marrow in there, if it takes, then uh, they're producing good blood cells again, and that uh, can fight things like leukemia. And mm. that's a common treatment for leukemia, uh, though I believe they'll radiate you and do other forms of chemotherapy, especially since bone marrow transplants, unless you can get it from a relative, uh, you can be on a bone marrow transplant list for quite some time today. How in the world do they get in there? 
uh, they use a big giant needle. Oh. It's very painful. And a big syringe, and they suck out the bone marrow out of one, and then they poke it in. They, and it comes out of the long bones, the femurs, because oh. uh, that's where you produce your uh, your your blood, your remanufacture your blood um, wow. cells, and uh, some white blood cells as well. Types of cancer. Types of cancer. Where do people get cancer in their body? Let me come up with this list because uh, it's significant when we go into the list for. Uh, Things that some natural therapies have really shown to be successful with, and some they haven't. Mm. Let's see, we've got uh, breast cancer, bladder cancer, bone cancer, brain cancer, colon, endometrial, kidney, lung, leukemia, acute and chronic remission, liver cancer, uh, lymphoma, melanoma, ovarian, pancreatic, prostate, thyroid, testicular. Vascular cancers are more rare than the others. Just briefly, do you know anybody? Have you had much experience with cancer, Nikki, in your family or friends? Um, I mean, my grandparents had cancer, lung cancer, because they were smokers. Not all of them, three out of four. And then my other one developed Alzheimer's because he was on pain medicine for years. As far as cancer immediate family, no. My mom and dad both didn't and haven't. My um, siblings have not. What about you, Dr. Kell? Yes, I've had a few and know some now. Every now and then I get somebody walking in the office asking us if we uh, do any forms of cancer treatment, and we do not in the office. Uh, in the United States, you can't do anything with cancer or make any claims about it unless your uh, process or your method has been approved by the FDA. So the drug companies are in total control of that. The AMA, etc., are in total control of that, and uh, they've outlawed forms of natural treatment uh, such as the Gershon cancer treatment which we will talk more about uh, in the second segment of this podcast related to treatments for cancer. Interesting as we look at cancer and families I have uh, had a, a wide variety of experience and I'll share a few of those. I think yeah. people, everybody loves stories right? I, yeah. I do anyway. Uh, more, far more interesting than just being thrown just a bunch of facts being thrown at you. So yeah. first story about a young man. My wife and I owned a health food store in Colorado some years ago, and uh, we had an organic produce person who would uh, bring us organic produce, and he told us his story. At this point, he was in his late 20s and said that in his late teens, he they discovered that he had sinus cancer, basically a mass inside of his sinuses, and your sinuses are go in above your, uh, right above your eyes, there's pockets of open area in there, your sinuses, uh, and that's part of your immune system where uh, when you get to go to sneezing or have a lot of snot, uh, you know, it's interesting how your sinuses clog up when you have allergies. Well, guess what? That's the body trying to rid itself of foreign matter, and uh, so you, your sinuses are part of the immune system. So let yourself know if you're suffering from that. The only way your body's being able to tolerate that, typically, you know, whatever the substance is that's in the air from pollen to dust to whatever it might be, you show an allergy to. Uh, when you develop all that sinus mucus coming out, that, that snot, um, it's, it would be clear, by the way, talking about, you know, we did some previous podcasts on signs and symptoms. Your body's telling you that you're you're not so health snot coming out of your nose uh, is also a signal if it's allergies it's clear if it's colored it's typically bacterial mm. uh, uh, the green snot you've got a bacterial infection anyway it what happens here 
the body should normally be able to dis to uh, expel those toxins through your gut. So that's a sign your gut's dysfunctioning when your sinuses take over and you mm. have symptoms of what we call allergies. Mm. What's happening is your it's the only way your body seems to be able to rid itself of whatever that substance is. Instead of your gut taking care of it and expelling it, gets into your system uh, and typically tied to leaky gut. And in leaky gut, what's happening is, is the, the cell membranes, this connection between the cells, has, those cells have begun to lose their tightness. And it's allowing mainly things like, from those allergies, typically proteins, seep in through the lining of the gut, get into the bloodstream, your body, the only way now your body can really rid itself or one of the main ways is through your sinuses. So now you're, you're producing all this mucus uh, and it's ridding itself of those toxins, forming pollen or dust or whatever it is, and now it's coming out of your nose. Mm. Not a very fun thing to deal with allergies. I've had them myself when, in my younger days. Don't really have many issues with them now that, I'm, that I tend to actually practice what I preach. <laughs> <laughs> so when you know, uh, if my sinuses are always flaring up and, and I uh, have a lots of mucus coming out and it's clear uh, and I'm blowing my nose all the time and if I go, go out to take meds for it and, and yes, do the meds re get rid of the symptoms? Yes, they do, but guess what? They, they're uh, inhibiting your liver function and part of that is what causes your body to expel that foreign substance out of your nose is the function coming from the liver and you want that, you want to rid yourself of those toxins, but what you really want to do is you want to fix your gut and then those uh, no, no longer will the liver have to deal with it and, and expel it in the form of uh, sinus mucus. Mm. Okay, off topic, we are talking about cancer, but it all is connected because it's basically saying your immune system is dysfunctioning and therefore the cells are not getting the nutrients they need and therefore they become mutated and away we go. <laughs> but I got off topic too. I was talking about the young man with the sinus problem and then went into the sinus function. <laughs> anyway, let me get back on that story. <laughs> Although maybe people find what I go off on yeah. is interesting too. Uh, it was all interesting. Oh, good. Good, good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this young man came in and he said he had had cancer. He had this mass in his sinuses and the doctors wanted to basically peel his skin back, cut into the sinuses, remove the cancer, and then get him on chemotherapy and radiation. And he basically would be disfigured for the rest of his life because of the surgeries uh, to remove it. And he didn't want to do that. So what he did, he was a religious young man. And he believed uh, in God and he believed in the power of that God had to to heal. And so he wasn't directly saying, God heal me. What he did was he, he had, obviously he was selling organic produce. That was the business he was in at the time. And this situation or this circumstance of him getting this cancer is what I think led him into selling organic vegetables. What he did is he went to the health food store, walked over all the organic produce. He put his hand out and I know this is going to be a bizarre story for people, but it's fascinating to me, and it worked mm -hmm. for him. He uh, put his hand out as he walked over the vegetables, walked along all the organic vegetables in the health food store, and just the organic ones. And he said he prayed as he did this, and he asked God to uh, tell him which ones he should eat. And then after he purchased them, he asked God to tell him how much he should eat and what way he should prepare it. And he said he felt prompted each time, would buy specific vegetables, would take them home and prepare them that way. S roughly six months later, he went back for another x-ray. He refused the medical care, but of course the doctors kept trying to get him back in. 
Finally, he went back in and did another x-ray. The mass in his sinuses had completely dried up. Wow. And his cancer was no longer there, and eventually that mass was reabsorbed. He was cancer-free. So that was a quite a witness and a testimony from that man. Other connections I've had with family, I talked about my grandfather, and I believe it was in the previous uh, episodes on cancer, and maybe even earlier about how he had lung cancer, didn't want to go the medical route. Of course, they wanted to cut out one of his lungs and and uh, then, of course, go with the chemo and the radiation. Even back then, that was in the 80s. He didn't do that. He went through the Gershon program of, of cancer treatment, and we're going to talk about that in the next podcast. But anyway, it, it uh, basically, his mass has disappeared after several months, and, uh, and he uh, started smoking again, and, and after it had gone away, I guess he thought, oh, I can get some more years of smoking in. Uh, oh. But uh, his cancer came back, and he was in his 70s, and kind of a tired old guy, and said, you know what, I'm just I'm just going to enjoy what I enjoy doing, and if it's killing me, that's okay, I'm, I'm good to go. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's ultimately what got him. Another story, uh, you know, money is no... Uh, protector from cancer. Uh, my wife uh, has a cousin in Germany who's a multimillionaire. He uh, recently came up with vascular cancer in their treating. They went in and cut out a section of his blood vessel in his leg oh. and, and uh, now he's going through chemo and I believe radiation too, I'm not sure, uh, hmm. but very sick. Uh, has went in the hospital a few weeks ago and, and apparently he's going to get out soon, but uh, he had quite the reaction to the chemo, and, and uh, so they've kept him for observation. Mm -hmm. And I think he's even, you know, oftentimes with chemo, they, they dose you with antibiotics at the same time to help uh, keep you from uh, uh, succumbing to uh, basically your immune system's trashed under chemotherapy. And so they uh, dose you with antibiotics to help keeping you from getting infections during process and I think that's what happened. He had some infection. He's under treatment now. Uh, know some people with uh, come in our office even uh, asking us about cancer treatments. Often refer, refer them over to the Gershon therapy. Uh, uh, Tijuana is actually a center for natural cancer treatments. There's many different companies uh, selling their natural cam cancer treatments there. I'm sure not all of them are great and some of them again are just out to make a buck. Unfortunately that's what happens in our world. So be careful when you go do those as well. Uh, I think anybody should thoroughly investigate what they're going to do beforehand but I also believe that people should do whatever they believe in. Uh, I think faith, faith or belief, which we're calling the same thing here uh, in the podcast, uh, can play a major factor in healing from things like cancer or any disease. Nikki, maybe, I don't know if you've ever seen or read the book, or I'm sure you've heard about it, The Secret. Mm -hmm. There's a woman who, uh, in the video, The Secret, uh, who talks about how she had cancer, and I don't remember if she mentioned which type of cancer she had, but uh, she doesn't mention anything about nutrition, but she did not do chemotherapy or surgery or any of that. She said what she did was she just believed and focused in on keeping her thoughts and she believed she would heal, be healed. Uh, she doesn't mention specifically a given faith she believed in or whether, you know, but that she did believe in God. I, I'd have to go back and watch it again to, to remember the exact details, but ultimately she said she focused on good thoughts, avoided all negativity in conversation and in thought as much as she could and uh, watched 
lots of funny movies and humorous things, tried to keep humor alive in her life. And, and several months later, her cancer was gone. And wow. so she uh, healed from that cancer. And at the time of that video, it had not returned. So I believe belief or faith have a big part to play in uh, the function of your immune system as well as in the benefit of fighting cancer. Go do what you believe in. If you've grown up in an allopathic or medical perception of life and you believe in that and have found success with it, follow that because your, your belief or faith there will play a major part in your healing. Like myself who grew up with more of a natural approach or like many people who've gone medical and then found it to be detrimental or not helpful or, and more harming, they've switched too. For those people, we're going to talk in the next segment about those natural therapies and programs available to us. Good there. Did you have any comments or questions you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I'm just really looking forward to hearing about the natural treatments for cancer. So I think, you know, with, without the side effects. Yes. If I were to do the, the medical, if I ever had cancer and I went down the medical treatment route, I just don't think I would feel well at all because I'm already chemically sensitive. And if that's chemicals they're treating you with, I think it would be like a disaster for me. So um, I think the natural route would probably be more beneficial for me and people like me. And, so. and you can combine too. No, I'm glad for that comment, Nikki, and I, I think you're smart to do that. The other option too is combine. And more and more people are doing those kinds of things. And we're going to, I'm going to briefly mention an article in the next uh, podcast from a medical doctor uh, and also uh, one that uh, the medical community is, is leaning towards more natural because they're finding the public wants it. They want to know more natural. And, and though mm. their, their idea of preventative care is to give you a, a I, I find it humorous that, uh, okay, we're going to do a form of preventative care. You don't have high cholesterol yet, but why don't you take a cholesterol medication to make sure it doesn't go up? That, that's the philosophy of preventative care in modern medicine today. However, things are changing. You know, I, th I think in time we'll see Thomas Edison's quote of the doctor of the future actually come about. Hopefully, yeah. if man, uh, if the second coming hasn't happened in another thousand years, I think man will maybe have reached a point where the understanding is such that uh, they won't need the drugs anymore. They'll, they'll recognize we'll produce better food, we'll clean our air and water better, we'll reduce the toxins in the air, and we'll live healthier, happier lives, and, and they'll probably discover ways to keep man alive for, for hundreds of years instead of uh, what we have today. Mm. Anyway, that's my thoughts. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any questions, you can email us, Health Talk with Dr. Kell, that's D-R-K-E-L-L, at gmail.com. Also, what else do we need to touch on, Dr. Kell? Uh, HolisticHealth.StandardProcess.com yes, yep. for supplements, standard process supplements. They're real food supplements. They're organic. Um, they're really, really helpful. For like me, a, they have. Yes, and like always, people to buy uh, standard process supplements, uh, I always want to give a little uh, caveat there that we always recommend you see uh, someone uh, who's been taught to diagnose and prescribe those supplements uh, because uh, even though you may read, oh, this supplement's for this, this supplement's for that, always best to not follow that because you can't 
self-diagnose yourself just based on a few symptoms. Yeah. And so people tend to chase or they say, oh, I took that. That didn't help. Well, the reason it didn't help is because you're probably taking the wrong thing. Uh, right. You don't so, want to guess. So anyway, holistichealth.standardprocess.com. Uh, you get, you can find Standard Process supplements on Amazon and other places. But uh, if you go to our uh, website there for Standard Process supplements, to those supplements there too. But you, you're saving at least 10% and, and maybe more over anywhere else. You'll find it on the internet. Mm -hmm. Check that out. And lastly, uh, plug for OceanBayNaturals.com. For, yep. uh, uh, we're working on that website. We're getting, so far we only have uh, the deodorant up there. We'll soon have silver available there, uh, colloidal. Mm -hmm or ionic silver. We have podcasts about the silver. Check that out to learn about colloidal or okay. ionic silver. We're soon to be adding more products there and, and get people healthier by uh, to stop putting toxins on their body through uh, yes. health and hygiene products. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We drop our podcasts every Tuesday, so be sure to tune in and share it with your friends and family if you feel like you know a lot of people are affected by cancer. So this cancer treatment... So thanks, Dr. Kell. Thank you, Nikki, and thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Don't forget to okay. share. <laughs> While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double-check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling.